This is the Talk of the Town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free at 1-800-765-8255. Now, here is your host for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson. Somehow, some way, you have done it again. You made it to Friday. Give yourself a round of applause. And on Friday, we throw the rules right out the window. Well, okay, not all of them. Some of them. It's Anything Goes Friday, the show where we talk about anything you want to talk about. The only stipulations are you must contact me either via phone using your touchtone keypad at 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. You are welcome to text the program at 304-TALK-304. Either way is more than acceptable. We'll discuss whatever topic you want to bring up. Many of you were uh, ready to talk about Big Daddy Guns yesterday and the day before. You want to continue that conversation? We can do that. You want to talk taxes, which we are going to do in a moment. I'll tell you about that. Uh, We can do that if there's something else on your mind. If you just want to wish people around the area to have a nice weekend, well, you're welcome to do that as well. Uh, Other than that, really not any other rules than don't get me fired, please. I appreciate it. I'm on the Twitter machine, which is working again today, 807-at-DaveWilsonMN is my Twitter handle. John Williams, Montague County Delegate, member of the House Finance Committee, going to join me in studio in a few minutes. Want to get his take since he is on the House Finance Committee and any of these proposed tax cuts that could be coming down the pike, whether it is an income tax reduction that the governor wants to see or later on um, a property tax reduction, assuming John's reelected. I mean, those are things that obviously he's going to see in front of him in the House Finance Committee. Yes, he's in the minority party, and to some degree, you're a little bit of a spectator, but we'll get his thoughts on where we should be going with this. You've got a surplus. Should that surplus be reallocated into one time projects? You certainly don't want to reallocate it into dedicated funding sources, if that makes sense. Well, we'll talk to John, get his thoughts coming up. Then the rest of the show is all yours at 800-765-TALK, 304-TALK-304. There are plenty of arguments one can make for and against tax cuts here in West Virginia, whether that's the property tax or the income tax. There are plenty of arguments to make, plenty of good arguments to make, and we will hear most of them as lawmakers go back and forth when they talk about either the income tax or the property tax. But can you spare me at least one? Can you spare me at least one? Because, quite frankly, it's not that good of an argument. Spare me the argument that is based on, well, if the income tax is cut 10%, you, the average taxpayer, are only going to save blank amount of dollars. Well, you're only going to save a few hundred dollars a year. A couple bucks a month, a few dollars a week. And the implication being, well, it's not really that big of a deal. It's but a pittance for the average person. Spare me that one. 
what could you do with a couple of extra $100 a year, $300 extra, $400 extra, $100 extra? What could you do with that? Could you put that toward investment? Could you put that toward savings? Could you put that toward Christmas presents, a vacation? Maybe you put it toward a tank of gas or two. Doesn't matter. It's your money. Do with it what you want. The Nonpartisan Tax Foundation puts Tax Freedom Day. That's the day where we have earned enough to pay our entire tax bill, about 30% of our income, April 16th. And that date moves, but generally it's been between the 16th and the 20th the last uh, five, six years, somewhere in that neighborhood. Think about that. First 30% of the year, first three and a half months of the year, your income goes to taxes. After that, you start making some. There are plenty, plenty of questions surrounding any legislation that reduces or eliminates any taxes, income or property. And those questions need to be asked. Those questions need to be answered. Just spare me the lecture on it's only a few hundred dollars and it doesn't really matter. It's not that big of a deal. Because sure as I sit here right now, when the next fee increase comes up or the next tax increase is proposed or the next excess levy comes up on the ballot, the argument you will hear will be exactly the same. It's only another dollar a week. It's only $3 a week. It's only an extra penny on your cup of coffee at McDonald's. Spare me. 304-TALK-304 is the text line, 800-765-8255. All right, a couple of headlines here. We'll bring John Williams into the studio this morning. Six people arrested in a drug bust in Mon County. All out-of-staters. Imagine that. Cocaine-based meth, fentanyl, all seized. 22-year-old Marion County man has been convicted of second-degree murder. David Lewis was convicted in the 2020 shooting death of 21-year-old Dylan Haar in Fairmont. Yesterday evening, uh, we talked to the co-owner of Big Daddy Guns, actually yesterday on the show, yesterday morning. Uh, Sherry McKnight joined us the day before. Organizer with Protect Morgantown Jody Hollingshead joined us. We heard from both sides, and both sides were out in the public last night. Uh, Big Daddy holding a meet-and-greet up at the, uh, I believe it was the Montague County Center yesterday evening and protect morgantown and protesters were down at the soon-to-be big daddy guns retail location protesting last night and this back and forth is going to continue marlins get two in the 11th they beat the pirates 3-2 post two down clarksburg 14-6 those are your headlines this morning we'll talk to montague county delegate house finance committee member john williams going to join me in the studio next Rest of the show is yours after that. 800 765 Talk and 304 Talk 304. Anything goes Friday. Hope your day's off to a great start. 914, back in a moment. Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town. 
Anything goes Friday. You know the rules. We'll talk about anything you want to. Wide open lines coming up at the bottom of the hour. In the meantime, we've got Montague County Delegate John Williams in studio with us this morning. Hey, John. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Just uh, trying to enjoy a little bit of the summer. Can I? I mean, I don't want to steal your thunder. New dad uh, this summer, buddy. I am. Yeah. So uh, sleep is a little harder <laughs> to come by. That's a, a more precious commodity than I ever thought it could be. But um, it's it's been the best three months of my life um, watching him grow. Today's his three month birthday. So. Three month birthday. Yep. Does that mean you get cake out of that deal? Man, at I, least a cupcake, right? Any excuse to get cake, I'm down. <laughs> so keep growing, buddy. We'll keep getting cake. All right. Uh, we'll have plenty of time to uh, watch him. I hope I'm around long enough to see him. I mean, not like I'm going to croak at any moment, but, you know, here at the at the station because, you know, your wife works across the hallway on that other station Yeah, that we won't mention. We won't mention, and I don't get invited. So. <laughs> you don't get invited on her show? I don't. Man. Surprisingly. That is tough. Yep. That, is, that makes for an awkward dinner tonight. Yes, You does. know, Dave had me on his show. <laughs> All right. I, I appreciate you coming in. So, uh, well, about two weeks, uh, I guess, uh, when the governor kind of surprised everybody, and I assume he surprised you because he surprised Republican leadership uh, when he came out with his idea and proposal to cut the income tax by 10%. So, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I assume you kind of found out the way, just like Craig Blair and Roger Hanshaw did, you were watching the news or hopefully reading Metro News and went, oh, well, how about that? So what was your reaction when you heard it the first time? I was surprised. It's it's an issue that was kind of um, put to bed in my estimation when we voted on um, a very similar proposal of the governor's. We voted on it in the House of Delegates in 2021, and it went down 100 to to nothing. So, I mean, you don't see votes like that ever. The whole board was red. And so that was the House's statement that, listen, we don't think that this is the the right plan. And um, again, it's my understanding that this current plan is going to um, uh, resemble that plan in in some ways. And so I I don't know how much of an appetite there is for it. I think there are discussions still happening, uh, but we'll, we'll see. So... You've got that issue. The governor would like to see an income tax cut. We're still talking about property taxes, and that has to go through the constitutional amendment. It's going to be on the ballot in in November. The amendment itself, I want to be clear when I bring this, always bring this up, gives the legislature the authority to make changes. Then presumably we could see we could see something this session, maybe next session, but somewhere down the road, a bill that would either reduce or eliminate uh, property taxes on vehicles, business machinery, and inventory. It sounds great. I like the sound of it, but I also have a lot of concerns and questions. What kind of questions do you have about going down that road? First off, everyone wants to put money back in the pockets of West Virginians, and mm-hmm. I'd like to do that through tax cuts. But this type of income tax cut is going to benefit a lot of top-tier people in the brackets and, and folks who are out there working every day are going to see maybe $100, $120 a year from this. I think there's a better way to do it to get the money back to working families. Um, the, the other thing that I, I want to really get out there, uh, the governor has talked about how we can only do this much of income tax cut because of limits set by the, the federal government. And since he's touched on that point, I think it's only fair game to point out that the massive surplus that the state of West Virginia currently has that we are relying on to institute this tax cut is a tax cut that came from 
the Biden administration. Now, I don't get political. You know that. I'm an apolitical politician if there ever was one. Sure. But when we're talking facts on this issue, this money came down from the federal government. So let's we need the people need to know that that fact. But my concern is that if you go in and just kind of do a willy-nilly income tax cut, it's not going to go directly to the pockets of people who need it the most. There are other proposals out there that would be uh, a similar um, cut in revenue for state government that would give every single child in the state of West Virginia a tax credit, pay for, for a child's daycare. There are proposals out there that would target it more to middle-class, lower-income folks, the folks who are really hurting the most. And so before we just say, let's come in and cut taxes, and everybody says, oh, yeah, let's do that, let's look at who's actually getting the, the tax cut. So what kind of a plan would you like to see, or, or would you favor that, in your words, would put that money back into the pockets of West Virginians? Because I think that's a pretty reasonable idea that you have a $1.3 billion surplus, I think about half of that, roughly or so, is already you know kind of allocated. But you have this surplus, so okay, I'm I'm a taxpayer. I'd like to get a little bit of that back. Doesn't seem like that crazy of an idea. So, what kind of an idea? What kind of a plan would you favor? So there, I think there are multiple ways to get it back in the pockets of West Virginians, and so one of those would be to solve the PEIA crisis. We're creeping up again where PEIA um, is is facing problems. Um, costs are going up for state workers. We could address some of that and then take this money over here and give a tax credit to low-income families. We could target it like that. We could, uh, instead of doing uh, a tax cut all across every single tax bracket, pick the, the middle-range bracket, the middle-class brackets, and give them an even bigger tax cut than, than what they're seeing. This just, it's not going to really drive at the heart of the issue and do a whole heck of a lot for average West Virginians, and it's got to be more targeted. The One of the issues that makes me pause, and trust me, I would love to see some tax cuts. <laughs> I hate paying taxes on my truck. It just makes me ill when my wife finishes filing taxes because she's the accountant, married an accountant for a reason, John. <laughs> uh, and you look, you go, golly, we got to pay what to the state? But... And, and the big but here is, with this surplus, a lot of that is coming with the severance tax. Coal's up right now because of a lot of reasons. Coal's up. A lot of countries um, need it to deal with what's going on in Ukraine. Will it stay there? Will that severance tax, how long is it going to be there? Can we count on that year after year? So to make permanent cuts to dedicated revenue streams just makes me a little squirrely, John. Uh, I think you're you're right to feel squirrely about that. If you look at um, severance tax collections, it's it's a downward trend, and so there in any downward trend, typically there are small upward trends, but still the the story is a downward one. And so when we have, you know, severance as, as the backbone of our budget, and then you want to you do anything um, to 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 take money from that, uh, you're you're going to hurt your ability in the future. When I first got into the legislature, there, we had a $500 million shortfall. Uh, that's, that's not a problem of the past. That was six years ago. I think if we, if we get too aggressive with this, we could be in a billion-dollar shortfall. So I'm, I'm concerned. Pull that mic just a little bit closer to you, by the way. Sure. Talking to Montague County Delegate John Williams here this morning, talking a little tax talk. Now, the flip side of the argument would be, 
um, for those who favor the tax cuts. Well, if you, you cut this, you make it uh, more attractive to businesses to come in. More businesses come in. That means more jobs. The more people who have jobs, the more income taxes they're going to pay. That's a very, very uh, elementary overview of a very complicated subject. But that's the flip side of the argument. You got But I don't want to say you're betting, but you're, you're betting on, I guess you're betting on the future there. And that, I, with that uncertainty, I understand why some, again, and even I will stop and take pause and go, okay, but we've, we've got to have this, this, and this happen to make up for it. So, again, that's a, more of a statement than a question to you, John, but uh, that's the flip side of the argument. Yeah, and, and I see where those folks are coming, but I think a lot of times that the whole uh, trickle-down economics argument is, is kind of a, a hammer in search of a nail. I mean, it's, it's used – quite a bit. And if, if you look at West Virginia, if you look at the potential employers that we're trying to bring in, very rarely, um, in my experience, do they talk about burdensome taxes. They talk about um, how they need more workforce development to train people uh, who work in their particular industry. So if the question is about bringing in companies, bringing in jobs, why not pay for that workforce development to try to train a workforce for the 21st century? That's just my thought. Again, I want to give a tax break to the people of West Virginia. I'm all for it. They deserve it. Everybody's hurting right now. But I also uh, I, I reserve it as, as, as my right as someone who is elected to, to represent working West Virginians to try to work on this thing before it comes to a vote and try to make it the best possible bill that it can be. So what? how do you approach it then? Because you're a Democrat. You're in the minority party, super minority party. Republicans can do whatever they, whatever they end up agreeing on. Uh, if they have the votes there in the supermajority, they can do it. Then, well, they don't need John Williams to vote for it or any other Democrat. So how do you approach it then when you get to Charleston? And I assume there will be a special session. The governor says he wants to have one later this month. How do you approach that from where your seat is at the table? I, I mean, I, I think supermajority, supermajority, um, I still think there's opportunities to, to work across the aisle. I, I really do. And, and maybe, um, maybe I'm naive for thinking that, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know that I, I could live in a political world in which an opportunity to, to work across the aisle wasn't possible. So uh, I think it's, it's still possible. And then if not, at the very least, um, as someone in the minority, I think it's, it's, uh, my job to, to make the case for the alternatives for the, the people of West Virginia to hear about an alternative plan. Montague County Delegate John Williams, are you ready for a special session? I'm, I'm ready for a special <laughs> session. Do you think it'll drag on? I, I get crazy conventional wisdom, John, has always been you call a special session when you kind of know what the outcome is going to be. I don't know what the outcome will be if you all get called into session July 24th with these plans on the table or any plan on the table. I, don't, I just don't have an inkling for that. I don't know either, and it goes back to the beginning of our discussion that uh, when this issue went down 100 to nothing, I didn't think that it would come back again in the 85th legislature, but but here it is. So I was I was uh, wrong about that. So uh, in terms of, of uh, guessing what the final product will look like, I'm, I'm not sure. Thanks for stopping by, buddy. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate Although you're probably the second favorite guest of everybody else in the building this morning. Yes, I am. That is very true. You're just uh, you're just the dad now, man. I'm I'm the dad living that dad life. <laughs>
Buddy, appreciate you stopping by. Good to see you as always, man. Thanks, Dave. Montague County Delegate John Williams. The rest of the show is yours, but first we've got to hit the news. It's 9.30. Let's get a news update. Check in with the Metro News Radio Network. Find out what's happening all across the great state of West Virginia. Now back to the talk of the town. Reading Twitter during the break. Yeah, that's. I don't know why I do that so often, but uh, I do. I do. And it usually just makes me shake my head about the time we come back from break. 800 765 Talk is the phone number. 304 Talk 304 is the text line. Same thing goes Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Plenty of talk this week about the. Is it a controversy? I don't think it's a controversy. Uh, I think it's just debate about Big Daddy guns and whether that firearms retailer should have a location in downtown Morgantown. And there are two, I guess there's really two separate discussions to actually be had. One, I guess, is more philosophical. One is more literal or legal. And that's not really much of a discussion because the legal part of that is does this business meet all of the requirements set forth by the state and the city? And if the answer to that is yes, then there's really nothing to prevent it from operating. Just like any other business. If a new restaurant is going to open, does it meet all of the code's that it has to meet the requirements it has to meet with the health department, municipal code, business code, whatever the case may be. If the answer is yes, it operates. If it's a bar, a novelty shop, which is on Spruce Street, blocks away from the high school. That's kind of the legal side of it. There's, And if the answer to all those questions are yes, there's not much the city city council or anyone else can do to legally prevent the business from locating there. There's nothing in the zoning code. Now, the more philosophical discussion is that the kind of business you want to operate in your downtown. And sure, that's a fine discussion to have. And if it's not the kind of business you want to operate in your downtown, well, then the zoning code needs to be changed. So that the legal matches the philosophical. Maybe it is the type of business people want to have in the downtown. I actually wonder, and this is not the only area of disagreement, but I, I do disagree with uh, Jody Hollingshead's statement that all of the attention is not going to result in more support for this retailer. I actually think it will, at least initially. At least initially, I think it will lead to more support because, one, you have this natural uh, <laughs> inner child, I guess, is what it amounts to. You want it, the quickest way to get somebody to do something is tell them not to do it. So tell some people that they should not buy from this retailer, and that will just make them want to go there. 
There will be those who want to support the retailer just because it's facing opposition and backlash. There are some who probably would have never known it was even located there until this attention. So I, I do think there's going to be that. I do think there's going to be that. 304-TALK-304 is the text line 800-765-8255 for your thoughts. Or we can talk taxes. Texter writes in 304-TALK-304. Dave, the lower income already get all the cuts. The middle class need the break for a change. PEIA is not going up for the past five years. Texter writes in, Dave, property taxes can die. I hate them. Time and effort plus property assessment. Lots of man hours tied up. (laughs) Yep, yep. Remember, we're talking personal property taxes, by the way. Real estate taxes aren't going anywhere. You're still going to pay taxes on your house, your land. Um, That's not even on the table. But as far as personal property, your truck, your car, uh, you know, that's what we're talking when it comes to property taxes. And I have questions. I have a lot of questions. That if the amendment passes, where do you go? And how do counties make up that revenue? Or do you expect counties to drastically cut the services provided? Counties fund a lot. Look, look at what the, your county commission does fund. Sheriff's Department. I mean, there's the essential services, but then there are also contributions to everything from uh, Humane Society. There are contributions to uh, local nonprofits, contributions, uh, funding for the local health department. I mean, there are a lot of things the county contribute, the county commission and the county coffers contribute to. Not to mention there's the whole school funding, which is a large chunk of your property taxes, both real estate and personal. Go to fund the local public schools. That's just, just food for thought, questions I have. Questions should be asked, questions should be answered. That's all. The only thing I asked in the open was spare me the comment that, well, you're only going to save a couple hundred dollars a year. Well, okay, I could use an extra couple hundred dollars a year. I hate that argument. I, you know, I can I can do a lot with an extra couple hundred dollars. Sure, you could too, because I hate the flip side of that argument when they go. You know, when we talk about increased taxes and fees, that's well, it's it's only an extra dollar on top of everything else I'm already paying. 304-TALK-304 is the text line, 800-765-8255. That's the phone number. Text text line's always open. I read them all. Most make it on the air. Some I'll even respond to. It's 941. Back in a moment. We're talking about your town. Now back to the talk of the town. Text line wide open, 304-TALK-304. Phone lines wide open, 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. Uh, text her. Anything goes Friday, by the way. We'll talk about anything you want to. 
Dave, if the group Protect Morgantown was true to its name, why are they not protesting? Uh, why are they not protesting and having petitions for Morgantown police and fire? You'd think that not enough police officers and firefighters would be more of a concern than a gun dealer's political beliefs. They appear to be the loudest hypocrites in Monongalia County. Dave, the novelty shop does not sell items that could cause mass, ca- mass casualties. You insert your own joke. I will not get myself fired. 304 Talk 304. Dave, I own guns, but haven't used them in years. But a person could go online and buy a gun from this company, and Morgantown would not get taxes, or you could go to their new business, and Morgantown could collect the taxes. Yeah, though, you'll have to pay the, the extra 1% municipal sales tax. They'll pay business and operating taxes. They could have located on the other side of the river in Westover. Or Star City. Or in the county somewhere. Sure. And that is... That's kind of the, the fine line... You walk here, and I hear you. I hear the conversations. I understand where everyone's coming from here. But if you are a small business owner, and if you believe, you believe Jody Hollingshead when she was on the show and said, hey, this is this is not about the Second Amendment. This is not about guns. This is about uh, this particular company. This is about the owners. Okay. Okay. And if you are a small business owner, now do you question, well, okay, wait a minute. What are what are my political beliefs? What are my uh, – how do I feel on these issues? What have I said? In the past? Are they going to come after me if I try to locate in Morgantown? And do you want to discourage more business and operation uh, operations taxes, more – Municipal sales taxes, do you want to discourage that? You know, that's kind of the tightrope you walk there. Now, do I think it's more than just the owners and their messaging and their marketing and where they come from politically? Yeah, I, I do think there's more to it than that. Absolutely, I do. I keep coming back, though, to what's in the code what can you do? And the answer is there isn't anything in the zoning code. And if, again, I have no problem. If you want to change the code, you want to regulate it, where it, that actually makes some sense to me. That just like you wouldn't want to have other certain businesses in certain parts of town. Maybe you don't want to have a hot spot in a residential neighborhood. Makes a lot of sense. So, if you want to change the zoning code, by all means, amend the zoning code. But if we're going to go down this road of subjectively, go well, you know, we like this one, we don't like that one. That's 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 a game, and you may not like the end result of it. Three or four talk. Three o four is the text line. Uh. 
Dave, hilarious that Jody Hollingshead and the people who are opposing Big Daddy Guns first said they did not want a gun store that close to MHS and WVU, and now they're saying they don't like what they stand for, but they're not against the Second Amendment. I call baloney, Dave. Dave Sugar causes mass casualties. Ban it. Uh, that would, you all realize if, if Sarah were, that would put, Sarah, she would get on the sugar pulpit from that text right there. You'd get a big amen from her. Uh, Dave, will Big Daddy have a drive through like Starbucks? Not that I am aware of. No. <laughs> Not that I am aware of. 304-TALK-304 is the text line, 800-765-8255. Final segment, final chance to weigh in without restrictions. For the week, that is. We'll do it next. Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town. Hoppy Kirchival, Metro News Talk Line, coming up at 10.06. Hoppy will take you into the weekend. Well, I mean, he won't get you all the way to the weekend, but he'll get you to the weekend. Oh, he'll get you to lunchtime to get you to the weekend. How about that? How does that work? 304-TALK, 304 is the text line. I'm trying to get Hoppy's uh, guest list here, and technology doth deceive me. Hang on. Da, 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 da. Uh, Senator Manchin will join Hoppy at 10.06 this morning. Big news out of uh, our off Capitol Hill. Looks like Manchin will not support the slim down Build Back Better. There's been a breakdown in spending talks. We'll get uh, Senator Manchin's version of that coming up. He'll join Hoppy about 10 minutes from right now. Back to the text line. Anything goes Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to. Dave, I predict strong support for Big Daddy due to all the free publicity. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I agree. What better way to drum up support than to, you know, you have some opposition. 304 Talk 304. Dave, makes more sense to me. The owners and employees of the Daily Grind and the Blue Moose Cafe would protest uh, protest Starbucks. <laughs> you know, I hadn't even thought about it like that. I had not thought about it like that. What about the other two coffee shops? Yeah, already in downtown. Locally owned, right? That had not even crossed my mind. Well done. 304 Talk 304. Dave, a better use of state dollars is supporting safety net programs for mothers, babies, and children given the move to prohibiting abortion, not tax refund. The governor's rationale of job creators is bunk. Bunk, says the texter. 304 Talk 304. Don't turn around in my driveway, says the texter. Okay. That is 
I mean, isn't that assumed you, you don't turn around in people's driveways? Right, Ethan Evan, you're a you're a young buck. Is that that's still a that's still a courtesy. You you don't turn around in people's driveways, right? Especially in town where you can just go around the block. Now, if you're out in the country and you know there's no spot, you can use a you can use a driveway, I suppose. But as a general rule of thumb, you don't turn around in people's driveways. I thought that went without saying. Oh, perhaps times have changed on me. All right, Hoppy Kirchwell's coming up. Metro News Talk Line. Uh, you can follow the news throughout the day over at WVMetroNews.com. If you missed any of the interviews from this past week, uh, whether it be Sherry McKnight, co-owner of Big Daddy Guns, Jody Hollingshead, um, maybe Joe Bercato stopped by this week, Mike McNulty. We talked about the need for um, upgraded water and sewer services over near Westridge and Chaplin Hill. They are all available for you on demand over at the website, WVMetroNews, or no, not WVMetroNews.com, WAJR.com is where the show archives live. Text took a lot of time to write this. I will read it before the end of the show here. Dave, you talked about the excess levy. I get that we don't want more taxes, but I know the school board uses this for all of their technology, all textbooks, dental and vision programs, all the salaries for employees that the state does not pay for, the shortfall of falling numbers of students, uh, so on and so on. This was just the past school year. The board still will have to pay for all of these. This levy covers so much more. We lose this levy. All this goes away. I know our county, 190 people will lose their jobs, no more textbooks, technology, uh, this county isn't even up with the other counties yet. Gone. Everyone loses something to think about. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the excess levy is going away. All right, that'll do it for me. Hoppy Kurtzwell's next. Have a great weekend. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.